Welcome to The Solution, a real estate podcast for agents by agents, hosted by Jeff Seabock and Phil Sexton. Jeff and Phil run a residential real estate team that will close over $250 million worth of homes in 2018, and they are sharing their insights on growing a team and winning in the living room with actual buyers and sellers. Enjoy. Ladies and gen- gentlemen, oh. welcome to The Solution Podcast. Hey. It's, it's a real estate podcast where we talk about the fact that it's time to put the consumer first in real estate. I'm Phil Sexton and my co-host Jeff Seabach. Hey, how are you doing? Welcome to the party, Jeff. Yeah. Oh. So I thought today we Fun would take stuff. the tone of the sweaty balls ladies from Saturday Night Live, oh. where they talk like this. Okay, I think that's a great idea. <laughs> yes. It's going to um, be a great show. Actually, I'm very excited for episode 53. Because I mean, are we going to take a look back? Well, we could take a look back mm. at uh, we're gonna move forward. different guests, but we're actually going to take a look at one of the examples that we have right now where we feel it helps explain the difference between what we're talking about from putting consumers first in real estate compared to what many of our guests talk about relating to the customer experience. Yeah, I mean, I actually reached out to Inman too because it is clear that I don't know that putting the consumer first is clear, right? And I appreciate all our guests and helping us clarify that. And I think that we wanna, you know, because there's a big difference that we feel, that I feel, that the customer experience is still vastly needed in massive ways. And there's treating the customer better and treating them righteous and all that stuff. But then there's another level of going and putting their interests ahead of your own. I'll go, uh, let's say, going beyond profitability. Sure. Going beyond the business metrics of a nor- normal organization and We're, getting into the heart of the clients, which I think is kind of right. ties into today's story. Right, things that we heard out of Tommy Choi and things that we heard out of Kenny Kloss in trying to educate, but then also even help and assist in ways that are really to help the consumer achieve their goals. Achieve their goals. I mean, it's achieving our goals as well, but maybe at a less, sometimes less profitable manner than as. So we have a so so the story today. I'd like to just kind of ask you a few questions oh, you just about want the story. To dive on. In I say that. that we dive on in because okay. this is this is it, and then this we is can, the defining moment where we're going to explain what really putting the consumer first in real estate means. That's right. Yeah. Let's get it. Oh, we're going to use a quiet I like the today. fire, okay, Jeff. Good. I like the fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, down here. Okay, okay good. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, uh, first of all, who is... So, you get a... We get a referral from an agent in Northern Arizona. He's got a client who has a, a from mother. A diff- from a different brokerage, even. Yes. So, yeah. that agent sends us a referral because he, he works with the daughter, and the mother owns a house in Phoenix, and she needs to sell the house. Therefore, you and was it Elise? Uh huh. You and Elise on our team go over to the house. Our to t- neighborhood expert in the area. Uh huh. Go over to her house to talk about to strategize on what's the best way to help her achieve her goals, aka sell her house. Now, now was she? Did she say she wanted to sell her house for more money, for less hassle, or for the least amount of time? Sellers don't talk that way. Oh, let's just be honest. Okay. That's real estate speak. We're on the solution. It's targeted towards realtors, right? But sellers don't talk that way. Well, so what did she say? She said, I need to get 190 
And what do you think her house was worth as is? One seventy. She needed to get twenty above value. Yeah, she had. I mean, I'd like to give you a little bit of background, right? I'd like so, it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we so we get there, and Elise had informed me that the seller's daughter was going to be there because she was she had been a teacher for almost forty years. The seller or the daughter? The seller was the a teacher. The seller was a yeah. teacher. Yeah. So you know, you figure she's been a teacher for forty years. Maybe she's, you know, she's not a millennial. Right. She's she's been teaching longer than millennials have been alive. Right. Right. Yes. So, you know, all right. So we knew that she was, you know, what we like to call an empty nester, right? Because the daughter lived in another city. Daughter moved out, and that her daughter had been, or the the seller had been through a lot. But the daughter lives in northern Arizona, maybe outside Williams or something like that. And the daughter has been coming down to help mom out. Maybe mom's not feeling that great. And it's been trying on on the daughter because she lives and works inside the Grand Canyon. And she she actually was telling us a story that she um, gets on a – she gets up at 4 o'clock in the morning and she gets on a bus because that was the first thing that we talked about because I was like trying to understand the story. And she's like, I got to help mom get out. We're worried that the markets, it's been going up for a while. And finally, we think we're close enough. And when I looked at the comps and I got to the house and I was like, we need a, a little more something. We need a little more market appreciation. Right. Right. So, but she was like, but what, she, seen, she seemed tapped. Right, because she she said she rides a bus from I don't know a little over an hour hour and a half to get to work, and then she works four tens inside the Grand Canyon. She gets home at night between six thirty and seven, and she's good. She's because she has to get up at three o'clock. She has to go to bed at like eight or nine. Like so, this is the daughter that's talking about what well, her, she, her well, weekly her life mom, is the, like. Yeah, her mom. So that she can then it's hard for her to find time to come down and take care of her mom. Yeah. I mean, but no, but she's been doing this for the last. 10 years or so having to come down every other weekend because her because mo- her mom doesn't her health is decaying and she needs to I just think that a lot of real estate agents can relate to the aging parent story because as we had Jessica Louts on air and she said that the average real estate agent is mid 50s in your mid 50s your parents are now let's say plus 20 years mid 70s into the 80s I think that that's a relatable thing. We see it in transitions of people moving to and from Arizona is yeah, to get it's the, I mean, uh, further from We're going to list uh, almost 150 kids. houses this year, and the major- there's a lot of them that are empty nesters and older parents. And this is a story that well, why I wanted to bring it to the solution because it's a real – we're all experiencing these type of concerns. I mean, mostly because the house was not main – like I could tell there was financial stress. Right. right. When I show up at a house and there's... Is deferred maintenance a good word there? I think it would be a picture under deferred maintenance when you Google deferred maintenance would be the house when we arrived. Okay. Right? So kind of like the house is almost not when... like Kind of like in the short sale area when you'd show up after they've been not paying rent for two years and they stopped caring about the house. But not... Mom, I love the house. The house... She loved it. It was just... Uh, mom seemed like she was scraping, stopped like, spending no, money to keep things up to date. Well, no, she was trying to keep it, but she just she did not have the like the downturn has forced this situation a lot. Is because 
she had bought the house and then she, you know, had paid it down. But then as she's holding on to the house, the house starts to fall apart, right? Like the roof starts to leak and she had plumbing issues that she had to repair. And then, of course, the solar guy took advantage of her. I mean, the solar guy sold her a, you know, 30, 30 year lease on for. And I was like. I don't know that he was putting the consumer first. Right. I think he was trying to sell a lease system, and he did. He won, right? Um, and didn't you the, say, so it's crazy to me that the house value at 170 and you said that the plumbing repair that she had was $33,000. How many That's years how ago? much, that's what she's paying four to six years ago. Four to six years ago. I, was, I, I mean, having been through plumbing repairs in the past, I was like... I wish I was there to help her because I felt that someone else, if there was, but I knew because the daughter was out there, like she was just trying to hold on, right? Like the plumbing burst, what, you know, the first guy that came um, took care of the Got plumbing. It. Right. Yeah. Exactly. At 33 grand. Right. And this, as things, the, but so, you know, and her car had just went and it was just. So you're there witnessing. Fighting the, the tears. Yes. That the struggle is real. Yeah. Well, you can see, I mean, it, let me say it this way. I wouldn't, like, we've sold houses for hoarders. She's not a hoarder. But everything that she owned was inside the house. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it was full when we got there. It was, uh, yeah. you know, and she, but she's saying, I want, I need top, what I call top dollar. Right. Right. So that's when the, you know, it starts to put the pressure on the the the, the real estate agent. And I said, well, thankfully, though, thankfully, she only owes in the low 100s but she has these other bills for her to get out like she needs to pay that like she's she she's gonna go into social security she cannot handle paying payments on thirty three thousand dollars and the car she has to get to work because she um you know it's just the, the like when, when she retires she's gonna have to pay those things off yes and we we are keeping this story anonymous for obvious reasons because confidentiality is a big deal for us but um, we just feel that some of the details of this story helps explain that you gotta go, you gotta go above and beyond sometimes when you're putting the consumer first. And when you come across situations like this, I mean, so what did you talk? How did you talk to her about helping? Well, I said that we focus on trying to get help people get top dollar, right? So in this, we um, provide a seller helper, right? Because she. If there was a someone needing a seller helper, she needed it because right. she's working all day and she's tired and exhausted and she's not in great health and they needed um, things to be done. And I knew we were going to go into uh, a helping situation where we had to just put her like I I was just, oh, you know, what? I don't know. What the mar At the time, I'm like the market, you know, it has been running for a while. I didn't know that it's going to get there, that we needed to make a run for the borders, like I like to call it, right? Like, like the time is now. This is it. We got to, we got to, um, it's, I like to call it wedding day. Like, we got to get this thing, we got to, uh, you know, get in there and help her, you know, because the daughter was helping her declutter and so was the mom and trying to sell stuff. And, but because, you know, when the homes are full of stuff, they don't show as well as they could so you outline a solution yeah we outlined a the solution <laughs> the solution yeah and putting the consumer first right right so we um like the backyard looked like just because i like sarcasm right like a 
like a a rainforest <laughs> full of things that were not as pretty as rainforest. No, it was just full, right? Like, I mean, there yeah. was like, I'll give one detail, right? There was a 55-gallon drum of, uh, oh, she had pets. Did I mention that? No. Yes, and they, she decided because she was in the... The pets ran the house or she ran the house? The pets were still running the house when they got there. We had to change right. that situation because... And then she was... I mean, it was like full... There was a gallon yeah, thing full of feces. Of- yeah, like it was like... I I personally... Let's just say that I didn't personally do it, but yes, it had to be removed, right? Like we had to clean it up, like the backyard, meaning... Because so we, so- we know that if you put pictures of like that up on the internet, that it's not... The offers are going to come in super low and that she's not going to be able to sell it and... Yeah, I think that when you are describing this house, this is a candidate that somebody could come in, buy, flip, and make money on. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, when we looked at the comps, there was a house across the street for $345. So instead of letting somebody else come in, buy the house, and make the money on it, you you outlined the solution with her on how... She could be the one. Well, I explained it there. What I said to her is, is that we could sell that, but she said, I can't. I said, you know, I said, we, because I, we offer, um, oh, you know, I said, we, we can find investor offers for you and all that stuff. But it, they, they were, she they, wasn't, she was, she was, well, she, no, she needed a number that the comps didn't, that, that she needed to, um, she needed a number that the as is condition didn't support. Correct. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, we could have tried that, but I didn't want to give her offers at 150 when I knew she needed a one. Plus, yeah, right, a higher number. Yeah. Yes. So mm-hmm. then you, so then what? You guys outline the plan. The mom. I think this is the interesting part of the story is that the mom signs off on the plan of what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean the thing is, is during the initial pit, during the initial pitch, you're excited. You know, it, I'm I'm a salesperson. I make it sound. It, it's exciting because you have the exuberance of the belief of it's over. Right, like, because they needed to get out, right? Like, they wanted to. Well, that's what people come to agents for is they want to get out of their current situation. Right. Um, and um, I, it, you know, I was just perplexed at how we're gonna, we were going to get there. But you you put the plan off, you put the plan down, uh-huh. and then you start. So then we start to execute the plan. The seller well, helpers. We come made in. the decision because I was significantly drawn into this difficult situation I was like you know what maybe one maybe two a year where we I mean we like to do things to help the seller out but we also have to remain profitable and I was just gonna it was like I was gonna squeeze in the margins squeeze in the margins yeah and I was just gonna gift the stuff to her to pay for it because it just needed to be done Right. Right. Like it was just I, I I thought and it was just a regular lead. It wasn't like my family members or anything like that. But I was like, you know what? I am. I mean, there was a we can't be on air talking about the solution being time to put the consumer first and not practice that. Right. Exactly. No. And this is this is what this is the kind of stories that I'm looking for as we're going around the country, because I was like Inman, like I want to hear other agents telling about how they put the consumer first. Ahead of our own, meaning, because you know, I, st- we have to remain profitable. We, I don't think that we could do it every single time. There's no Obviously way, we can't. right? We couldn't. Our profit margins would not be enough to sustain the business that we have. But the elderly mother whose daughter's trying to keep her going, who was a teacher for forty years, like this is the formula to get into your heart. Yeah, it would. Well, <laughs> I mean, the thing is, right. I watched this movie called Broken. 
Okay. Right? I don't know if you... Did you see the movie in Broken? Broken? It's about a soldier that was over uh, in China during the World War. Japanese concentration. He was a... Thank you. Mo Man going deep. Wow. Wow. Producer on air today. Mo Man going deep over there. All right. Good deal. Japanese concentration champ. And this guy... Did you see the movie? And the guy would not give up. Right? But you could... Like, you could... You felt for this dude because he was stretched. And when I was in this room... I like you feel it. I, they were yeah it was gonna because the thing was is they were gonna have to go short sale or foreclosure there was no good way out right there was no there was no options right. so I was like you know what if we're gonna you know uh, provide some charity in this situation this is gonna be the one that I'm gonna um, you know I mean I, the this point is, the is, is that well this is just the example of putting the consumer first and we give but there can be little examples of this in all kinds of things that we do meaning that we provide a sager or seller helper to go down there to help them do it at, at, at our own that's just a, a standard process any questions out there well it looks like it went dark on Facebook I don't know if that's accurate on our side or not but uh, let's just assume they can still you mo man fell asleep oh no, it's still on. Okay, good deal. Um, all right, hey. so my question, actually one of the points of the story that I want to make is that it's not, even when you're providing a solution for somebody, it's not always well-received. Yeah, okay, so that goes leads us into the next phase of the story. Yes, right. So after I tell the fluffy story and I'm excited and we're all excited and she feels that she might be able to get an offer to net it out. Um, but, I mean, the point is that we, we were taking risk on that – like, I don't know that, I think that's putting the consumer first, is that you're willing to take a little risk sometimes for some people to try and to help them. But also it's putting your money where your mouth is. You know that if you do these 10 things, then the house will sell. And we're willing to spend money to do these 10 things, knowing that that's yeah. a part of the agreement right. to get the house sold. Yeah, so, you know, cleaning the house, um, you know, cleaning the carpets, you know, there was a considerable amount of paint work only because her, her roof had leaked and it, she had fixed the roof, but and we see this a lot, but the stain still remained. So we had to replace the drywall and then paint the house, and there was things that were done to to get her back, right? The the, the maintenance was was um, a little Deferred. overbearing, yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, so then uh, we're there, our stager slash seller helper. Right, similar to like when you send, uh, you know, the... You know, somebody negotiates relief work, but when the relief workers show up, I think you had a story about... It was actually one... Yeah, so the story, back when I was in uh, a call center back in 2005, was right after there was a lady that was captured in the Middle East in like 2003. I think her name... I can't remember her name off the top of my head. It was Emily, maybe, something like that. So anyway, the soldier gets captured, and she's held captive by, let's call him the bad guys for all intents and purposes. And so she's held in solitary confinement and I can't remember if it was six months, if it was nine months. So she's there and obviously do you think she's treated well or treated poorly? I, you said solitary confinement and the, from the movies I've seen... Treated it, poorly. Not nice people show up all the time picking on you, doing bad things to you and, and re- just trying to ruin you. Yes, so as she is, is getting tortured, let's say... The Americans end up come, ended up finding out where she is, and the American soldiers come in to save her. And when they break into the room, she fought them. 
Even though they were trying to help her. They were there to help her. They were there to save her, but yet that she was fighting because, because she, that's she the was, condition. She was, she was swinging. She was coming in swinging. Yes, yeah, right. and I couldn't help but think of that story when I hear this story of our stagers go over to this to the house, and as they are helping to declutter. Right, not put furniture in the house and helping right, her get the move, house clean, the windows clean, the carpets clean, get all the garbage out, like pay the for daughter, removal. Yeah. The daughter who was there ends up cornering our stager in a angry, like blocked her. Aggressive. Aggressive, mm-hmm. blocked her in a hallway to, yes. to just kind of unleash her frustration on her, not in a, not physical, right. but it was An appointment scary. that's usually an hour and a half lasted about four minutes. Four, and our stager was, was out of there out, and was like, out. I yes. don't. And our stager is one of, I mean, just a nice, kind person. Yeah. Right, like, and she's done a couple hundred, or, you know, over a yeah. hundred of these, so it's not like she was a rookie by any stretch, but she was, uh, I mean, I knew when she called me in fear is what I heard in her voice. Like, I, yes. I mean, like, I th- I was, I she said she didn't cry, and I commend her for the, her strength, but she was in- intimidated for sure. And so sometimes as we go out on the limb for people, it's even, I mean, that this is an extreme example of it, right? Yeah. We, this is the first time that I've But I've it is, it is a... Example Example of, of what we do on a regular basis, where sometimes we have to convince people to do things that... They even though it's best for them, they fight you on and, it. Yeah, and 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 they fight you on it. Yes, and they fight you in different ways. They fight you over the phone. They fight you verbally. They can. They do their best. They say, to "I don't want to do it." Well, I think the mm-hmm. hard part on a, in a, in the everyday portion of it is they go, "Well, I don't want to do that," but. I, in putting the consumer first, sometimes it's like, well, you need to fight that. You need to come up with the how to handle those objections because to convince them that it's actually better for them. But then it's knowing exactly what to suggest that will result in the higher numbers because we don't have limited money to spend. It wasn't like I was carte blanche writing checks for thousands and thousands of dollars. But we did want to help. Um, we did help. Yes. We did help. Yes. And the number that you said to me when we came in here was that she ended up getting 50 more than you thought that she was going to get. Yeah, I was probably pretty excited. Maybe 30 more, but yeah. Still, like yeah. once you get there, that's awesome, right? Like that's to me the stories that we have over and over again where it is putting the consumer first and we are changing the impression that the public has on real estate agents. And we can't do it alone with just one team. We put these stories out there to the solution to help inspire other agents to do it as well. Like what do we have in our control and our business opportunities that we can make a solid winning impression on consumers and help out where we need to? We have to run a profitable business so that we can help out when we get the opportunities. I think that was good. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't know. I any other? Well, any well I just—I mean, that's, I'm just thinking through it. I—I—I I, I don't. I mean, if we ask our questions that we normally ask, right, in the seller situation, you know, technically, was it less hassle, Phil? Mm, so that's yeah, a, right. Well, like that's the hard thing because it's like I don't know. Do we got to rephrase the questions because it was more hassle. No, Jeff, you're missing it. It was less hassle overall. Because are you able to get? Were you able to get her mom closer to her daughter? Check. Right. So even though the transaction itself was more hassle, it's less hassle in general. That's why 
I mean, there's other agents that we've talked to that provide solutions, and I think that, and I commend them for it because it's not just a transactional business anymore. It's not just selling a house. It is where is the person, what is the person trying to accomplish? How can we help? Right. So was it was it uh, faster, Phil? Again, you're near. Ter- well, I mean, I, did, I, I asked I, it rhetorically because it was actually technically is faster because what I think that. Um, the fastest way for her to get out of the house was to endure this work, yes. which took a lot longer versus just right, like, I mean. True. Could you have sold her house faster for less house hassle? Yes. Would that have created more hassle and a longer run after she sold the house to get to where she needed to be? Well, she just said yes. she wouldn't do it. She said, I can't do it. I got it. This is, I know that. I'm gonna. I'm. I think she says she was heading in retirement at 65 or 66 or whatever. Right, right, right. She was in that range, um, and that she, I, I knew her. I mean, she knew at the time what her budget was gonna be, and that her expenses couldn't for her to live. So she, you know, I mean, had that goal. I don't know. It's a good story. I agree. Yeah. I think that it's um it's fun to be able to come back. What are you showing us here, Mauricio? Cammy, I think the first step is you have to gain trust with your client and you have to show confidence that you know you know what you're doing like we do with the Seabock team. Absolutely. Thank you, Cammy. No, I well that's why we're pushing people to raise their level of expertise cuz the Thank you, I see people trying this without having the like I don't know. So last year we sold 18 houses that other realtors couldn't sell. And I saw. You mean like the listings expired or canceled, and then they called us and said, "Will you guys sell it?" And then they sold it. Yeah, and, and they sold it. Yeah, okay. right. Even there was one where the guy uh, told the people that I w- was lying to them, and that what I said wouldn't be helpful, and that they were. It's wasting. really hard not for me to say his name right now. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah, and um, the house sold the first weekend for the amount that we said it was gone into. Yeah. Yeah, but the. Um, the point is the that point is that you you have to work harder as a practitioner to actually know right like because what has led to it right. is being in seventeen thousand houses the expertise to be able to make suggestions knowing you're going to get a desired result right like it's it, it, they're not just whimsically because I've been out to houses and there was people that recommended upgrades and. And stuff that were wrong. Now, you know, that has not been the overwhelming experience that we have. I mean, the, we're selling 90% of the houses that we list. So it's it's working, right? right. Like, it's it's but pretty good. Learning the craft is a, is what you're saying. You got to know what to suggest so that when you come across these opportunities, yeah, you, it's you, not it It's works. not fake it till you make I mean, right. don't get me wrong. The first one we, we did in 2000, because... We were talking about just taking care of deferred maintenance, but most of the time it's helping people improve their house to get more more people to come to the house. Yeah. Right. So that we can get a higher number. Um, and we've talked about that, and we'll we'll continue to talk about that because I think that that's a big way that we that we put the consumer first. But I think I, I appreciate you sharing the story today, Jeff. But the key is, if you're a realtor, is to make sure that you put it in the listing agreement the repairs that are being making as part of the listing agreement is one thing that we make sure we do on every single transaction, right? Is making sure we put it inside the listing agreement because I think that's a realty that's our brokerage thing because they oh, don't allow property oh, management. Oh okay, because we're right? not so property we're not, manager. Okay, I didn't know that. I okay. I, 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 I did wanna I did wanna, you know, I know our broker wanted to make sure that 
when she tells us what to do, we do it. Yeah, we yes, do it. Yes, cool. we should have said it sooner. But All right, thank so this you. is the Solution Podcast. Put the consumers first. If you guys have stories of how you put the consumer first, raise your hand. Hey, we'd Give love us a to thumbs talk up. to you. We'd love to bring you on air because this is not a two-man band here. This takes a whole industry. It's not. So. We got a man there and a man there. Uh, this is not a four-man band. band. Okay, this good. Is, <laughs> this takes more than just this room, than just our awesome studio. Yeah, hey Yeah. All right. Happy Wednesday or whenever you're listening into this podcast see you next week adios thank you for listening to the solution hosted by jeff seabach and phil sexton stay up to date by following us on soundcloud.com forward slash ask jeff and phil or download the apple podcast app and search for the solution hosted by jeff seabach and phil sexton you can find links to all of our social media platforms in our description including a facebook group link to the solution presented by ask jeff and phil if you have questions please leave a comment below and we will answer those questions on facebook live mondays and wednesdays at 3 p.m mountain standard time